You are now listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Five, six, seven, eight. Holla, boys and girls, it's the BGN. Coming from the Marvel world to the DC friends. All the way from Hollywood to the PCN. She defends everyone from sleazy men. Won't apologize for spitting Shonda Rhimes. The space that we make is never colonized. Talking games and movies that actors were. Better shake your booties for Black Girl Nerds. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Black Girl Nerds podcast. My name is Jamie and this episode is hosted by Ryan. I hope everyone had a wonderful Memorial Day weekend and you probably are thinking, hey, this is Tuesday. We usually get these episodes on Monday. So I do apologize for the delayed release of this episode. As you know, yesterday was Memorial Day, so uh, I spent the holiday relaxing instead of working, so apologies for the delay, but I hope that I can make it up to you by you enjoying this absolutely fabulous, remarkable episode featuring none other than Yasha Jackson. Yasha Jackson was most recently seen recurring on The Flight Attendant on HBO Max, and prior to that, she recurred in the sixth season of Showtime's Ray Donovan and on the ninth season of the CBS series Blue Bloods. Additionally, she's appeared in Black Museum and season four finale of the critically acclaimed Black Mirror on Netflix. Yasha has appeared in the finale of the Netflix series, The Get Down, and as well as Law and Order SVU, Forever, and Nurse Jackie. So she's got a lot of TV credits to her name. And as well as on the big screen, she can be seen in the film Little Boxes, opposite Nelson Ellis and Melanie Linsky. Jackson can be seen in her next film and the upcoming thriller A Killer Among Us which she is going to talk about with Ryan in this episode. So sit back, relax and enjoy this episode of The Black Girl Nerds podcast. Welcome to The Black Girl Nerds podcast. I'm your host Ryan and you guys know I get ooh, I get real scared real easily. Y'all know when it comes to horror and thrillers but I had to bring y'all this one today called Killer Among Us, available on all streaming platforms. But you know what? I'm always like, okay, with everything that's going on in the world, you know, the Black Lives Matters movement and what's all going on in the Black community, I'm always like, well, let's take an hour or so, you know, to watch a movie, a t- uh, like a, a TV show to just kind of escape and get away. But sometimes it informs you, right? Like sometimes it can change your mind a little bit. You're not just escaping for a little bit. So that brings me to my lovely, wonderful guest today, actress, Yasha Jackson. Yasha, how you doing? I am doing good. It is a nice rainy day in Harlem, and I'm feeling the rain. I'm liking it. Oh, man. It's not quite rainy yet in Charlotte. I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina, so we got a little bit earlier now sunny. So maybe we can can catch a little sunshine down there. I know, right? It's probably going to come to look. I'm talking now. Give me like two hours. It's probably coming to look. (laughs) Um, but how you doing, by the way? How's everything going? I am so excited and happy. You know what's really funny? I actually waited to watch the film 
at a theater because I wanted to watch it with my family and friends. I wanted the popcorn. I waited to watch it. I watched it finally this weekend um, at a Black-owned theater in Greenpoint, Brooklyn called uh, Stewart. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, this movie is amazing. It is. It really is. Like it. It just like. But but before we get to that though, because I have so many questions, I got like a million and one questions about this movie. But before we get there though, give us like, because I always like to do this. Anytime I get to talk to a talented actress as yourself, how did you get started? Because I know there's a lot of people. You know, people are cooped up now in the, in the pandemic, kind of maybe mm-hmm. really thinking career choices and mm-hmm. what they're gonna do. So tell us how you got right. Mm-hmm. So tell us how you get started. I know you got some stories. I got oh child stories. I got volumes. I have um, series of volumes of stories. <laughs> um, well, I'm from DC originally, and um, I went to a high school called Duke Ellington School of the Arts. A great school. A bunch of great actors came from there. Samira Wiley, um, a lot of really, uh, really great actors. Dave Chappelle, a lot of great black actors. And I went to uh, Duke for acting, and then I went to SUNY Purchase for acting, and. After that, when I came out of acting school, because at first I wanted to be a lawyer. And then like my mentor, who was a lawyer, she had told me how long she went to school and it just like died. I was like, ooh, <laughs> ooh, <laughs> no, thank you, ma'am, 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 school, school, school. No, ma'am, no, ma'am. So I want to do that ever since I was like three years old until I was in the seventh grade. And I was like, oh, wait, hold on, wait, what's going on? So then I um decided to be an actor because I always had that, you know, that team too much energy, you know, growing up in black communities are like, oh, you act white, you act this. You're like, oh, huh? I just have dreams of goals, boo. I just got dreams of goals. Right, um, right. Exactly. And so um, then I went, I went on after acting school, I started doing commercials and um, then I did a showcase, a diversity showcase, which is a lot of people did. I'm like Lapita, a lot of people did a diversity showcase, which, you know, NBC Universal took me and 11 other actors on who they thought would have a big future out of like, 10,000 applicants or something. So for after that showcase, I got an agent and um, started doing TV and just been thuggish, ruggish bone ever since. <laughs> I love it. I love it. See, I can, I'm can. i starting to pull now how this character is coming about, how this rookie cop came about. Okay, I'm starting exactly. to pull it now. I'm starting to pull it out. But before that, hold on, let me get into um, how's it been doing the flight attendant? Because you, you have some very interesting project that you've been a part of, you know, flight attendant, Black Mirror, like talk a little bit about those and how it's been to get into that. Those oh are such like crazy gosh. intense worlds. Like it's crazy. I know. I know. And it's like, Lord, thank you. Cause it, I'm like, Ooh, we'll keep it coming. Keep the good times. Cause it's, it's tough, you know, <laughs> right. being black, yep. being yep. an actress, being a female, being, um, you know, I, I, I I'm not, you know, my, I ain't mixed. I play it. If you get the, if the light hit me right, <laughs> but I'm not freckled up with a corkscrew light Brown curls. So it's an interesting journey. Um, but for me, I got involved at Black Mirror. I was in LA a couple years ago mm-hmm. um, with all these screen tests, like out of nowhere, um, like God had just opened this door for me to go to LA and all, I was optioned for all these shows. And when I would meet with executives at like Paramount, Lionsgate, Fox, they'd be like, hmm, who are you? You had a resume. I said, exactly. Who am I? And what am I doing before you today? I'm glad to be here. So when I was in LA, I got the offer um, to do Black Mirror, which was shooting in London. And I was like, wait, this is my favorite show. So I literally, I lied to you not. I prayed. I said, Lord, 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 it's your boy, Yasha. Um, sent a little request. I said, Lord, if you give me this job, I will tell everybody that you did it for me. And when I was praying that prayer, I felt, um, no joke, I felt something fall from the sky and it hit my my chest and it hit my chest 
And then, and yeah. I, it was like, I felt uh, something physical that I could feel on my body and it hit my chest and I just started screaming. I was like, wow, it's done. I'm going. I packed my bag. And then within like three hours, my manager, I've been waiting for like a month, by the way. And I was, I had packed my bag like three weeks before in total faith, like a lunatic. I, I was in a mental ward at that point. Like You got to commit. Gonna, hey, you got to commit. I was committed. The bag was by the dough. Okay, my passport. You don't understand. I went to the passport office saying that I booked Black Mirror. I needed a passport that day. And I didn't even audition for it yet. <laughs> okay? Oh, my God. I'm talking about lunatic. I'm talking about mind is gone. No, but I love it though. Commit to it though. Commit to oh, it. Oh yeah, I went. I went through another level of uh, faith with that moment, and wow. I, I prayed that prayer That's in deep. about three yeah. hours. Literally, yeah. just a few hours later, my manager called, texted me, "Pack your bags. You're going to London." I was like, "Oh my gosh!" It was a, a month, crazy. over a month of a of a journey. And so that's how I booked Black Mirror, and that opened the door for me to get um, such great agents. Shout out to uh, you know Matt and Jamie at Paradigm and. Chris Kylie at uh, Authentic Management. And from there, um, that Black Mirror opened the door for me to do better work. And people were able to see like, wait a minute, this is somebody who nobody knew about because I was doing commercials. I speak for Beyonce and her commercials, voiceovers, TV commercials. So I transitioned. I was doing commercials for so long that it was just like, who are you? And I was like, funny girl who, who has a decent little voice. So that was my little transition or whatever. <laughs> I love this story. I can really listen to your beginning story. Like I've never heard. I love how each actor, actress has like so many different avenues. Like it's crazy what just takes off and people are like, oh, I love you. I should, they probably should have noticed you earlier, but they got you now. And it's just crazy what takes off. You know what I mean? Like it's crazy. Yes. And then with a flight attendant, I, um, I was shooting an indie film with, um, a director who did, um, one of the James Bond movies was his last movie. And he was doing this return to film, um, called either side of midnight that just premiered at cynical, um, festival and a bunch of festivals like a month ago, I was shooting this film and, um, I booked flight attendant and I was booked for one episode and Mm. we had this big read through this like top secret, like read through and it conflicted with the day that I was shooting this movie and I went to the director. I was like, listen, I need to be released. And I was a lead in that film. And he was like, listen, we didn't let you out to go to Canada to film. You, you're always filming. We didn't let you out. So it's a no for me. I said, sir, it's a no for you because I will wake up with a cough, honey. I'm not going to be at work tomorrow. You understand? I'm not going to be there. Hey, I love it. See, I love it. Put your foot I know, down. I like, she like, I got things down. to do. I truly had to just because it's HBO and thank God that I put my foot down because when I went to the read through, um, they liked me and they wrote me into the rest of the series. I was only supposed to do one episode. So wow. yeah, that's, that's cool. That's deep too. Especially talking about like black, black actresses willing to put their foot down. Like, look, we can't, there's certain things you got to do. Certain roles you working up to. Like, I just hope everybody heard so that story. We're so used to trying to be yes. likable. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know, always with a smiley, smiley. And you're like, oh, I really, I got to, I got to, I got to be a, a mediocre white man right now. Put my foot down. Yeah, like, yeah, I hope everybody heard that story. Anybody starting now, because that is so hard to do. Like, they had no, yeah. like, just to put your foot down and be like, look, I got multiple projects going on. I got to pick a priority and just let it, you know, let it in God's hands or whatever, you know, <laughs> faith that you have to just let it go and see what happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll I, I be up there riding the wave. I'll be up here in the danger zone. I'm like, listen, I got to, please. I respect what you said. This is another project. And this project is a big project. It's a new series. It's a new network. It's a new showrunner. 
you know, Kaylee Cuoco from Big Bang Theory. This is a new genre for her. And I was like, listen, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, you know, but I got it. I got the, 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 okay? Listen, you know what? This rookie cop was got the, got the, got to get you in the danger zone. Let me tell you something right now, okay? Let me tell you. Killer Among Us, y'all. Now, I was just telling Yasha before we even started recording, I'm a big old scaredy cat. I cannot handle the serial killers. I can't, because it just, it just creeps me out. Like, I just don't want to mm-hmm. think about it. I wanna, but I am an action person. And so mm-hmm. there was so many moments that pulled me in that I was curious about that had me to, you know, that pulled me into that, that um, you know, I guess that true crime, that serial killer mm-hmm. moment for a minute where I was able to ride throughout the movie. So let's go from the beginning. Tell us about, OK, how did this project come along and just your research for being a rookie, for going into being a rookie yeah. cop? Yeah. Um, the, the film, um, an amazing casting office in New York um, had sent me the script to audition. And my agents were like, do you want to pass on it? It's an indie film. And. I had, um, had this, yeah, the, oh, it was, they're like, it's an indie film. And, you know, sometimes the indies never see the light of day. And I know it's really bloody. And I know like your faith. Cause like, you know, I'm a preacher person. Like I preach, I love God. He's like, it could be really bloody. I said, uh, and what that got to do with the price of in China? This is a job. Let's go. Uh, what? I don't listen, sir. I don't care if it's goblins, goblins, demons, send me the script. Um, so when I, when I auditioned for it and they offered me the role, my manager and my agent was so shocked. They were like, it's so like dark. Are you sure you want to do this? Cause I, I do a lot of comedy and stuff. And I was like, Ooh, I, who doesn't want to play a hero? What black woman wouldn't want the opportunity to streamline and be the forerunner of a film, especially a film like this, where she gets to save a young black girl that most people would, would see as they're 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 villainizing her and she's the victim and I and I relate to that you know as a black woman that people always over police you they have um a, 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 you know they already think they have you figured out before they ever ever meet you so they want to con- try to control you so I I related with the fact that I could actually save someone that no one would be checking for a, a young black girl so when I got the uh, offer and I accepted it I also just booked Blue Bloods. Um, playing um, a another cop to one of the leads playing her partner. So the research for me, I live right next door to a police precinct. So I spoke to police officers. Oh, wow. um, and on Blue Bloods, we had a very, very seasoned veteran um, on every episode. So I asked him a lot of questions about like how even just the just to carry all of this stuff, there's layers and layers of clothing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, y'all supposed to run with this belt around you and, and this, uh, it was just so intense. So yeah, I, I was asked a lot ask of how comfortable it was. <laughs> yeah. It was, Oh, you're wearing clothes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ooh. You're wearing layers. We're, you're, we're, we're wearing layers and layers and layers and you have to run and you have to um, be agile and be very alert. So um, wow. for me, yeah. I asked a lot of questions to people who knew better than me. Yeah. Yeah. Just have to do that research and dig in. And and like you said, it's it's such an interesting role for you to take on and commit to because, uh, you know, what's going on in the black community and being a black woman mm-hmm. over police, mm-hmm. you know, um, just a black woman, period, in America. You know, you just feel like sometimes you don't have a voice and people aren't listening. Mm-hmm. So to see you go through there, you know, and, and fight, um, you know, and uh, is it Imani? I want to make sure I'm pronouncing it right. Mm-hmm. That you're, Imani. You're yes, Imani. So you guys go beautiful, like just seeing the work. Hey, there you go. You know, just seeing y'all come together and what that signifies for black women to see that. 
Yeah, go ahead, I go met, ahead, go ahead. When I met Imani the first day um, of shooting, because we only shoot together at the end, even though we're we're working the same days, we she's mostly with the killer, and I'm trying to save her. I'm trying to find her. When I met her, I fell in love with her because she had just right. finished doing like Star and Empire. She's actually a rapper. She has no acting training. And her rap name is Mocha Bands, and she's really talented, like super crazy. Like her bars, like mm, wow. Yeah. Um, and right now she's starring in a new uh, Netflix vampire uh, series. She's like doing really well. I, and when we met, oh, when we just met, we just clicked so well. And I, I saw so much of myself in her, like that vibrant, energetic, like just all in, gracious, ready for whatever. That spirit that, like, when you give a black girl an opportunity. The gratitude, mm-hmm. the profundity, the thankfulness, the 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 p- being present. We're always so present, and everything is so. Um, it, it, it matters so much. If someone offers, it, it sounds so silly, but if someone's like, "Would you like coffee?" You're like, "Ooh, you you may have money in the bank. Holla what you think." But the fact that someone is even considering you, you're like, "Uh, yeah." So I right. saw that in Imani, and I, because that's something that I have in me that just complete and total gratitude. And that made it even greater for me to yeah. be fighting for her, to remember what it is I'm fighting for. I'm fighting for what she stands for, the possibility, the hope, um, the beauty of, of being a Black girl. That's what I felt like it was. I was fighting for throughout the film, even though I ne- didn't never met her until the end in, in, in the film. And speaking to a fight for you guys, there um the first kind of scene we see you guys interacting is a boxing scene. Do either one of you box in, in real life as kind of like a little stress reliever or anything? Oh, child, let me tell you, <laughs> we had a, we had a trainer, my body, my body. The next day I was like, wait a minute, have I been fighting T-Rexes? <laughs> that, that need, like I, I must've been fighting the T-Rex. I must've had a long jab to get to that chin because my body is feeling it. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is, I, I had no boxing training before and we had a, tra- uh, a trainer, um, on uh, team too sweet on Instagram uh, who helped me. And, and, it, and I was like, this is really like a skill because you could really hurt yourself. You thinking you're just angry. You think you got, you think you got a lot of energy. No, mm. there's a lot of procedures. So that was good. Um, that, that I had that. And, and actually that girl in the beginning, she's not Imani. She looks just like Imani. She was up for Imani's part and they, and they oh, cast wow. her. Her yeah. name is Yuri. She looks just like Imani. So that was the gag, but her name is Yuri. Um, uh, well, shout out to Yuri. Shout out to Yuri in her boxing. Okay. We're her little cornrows. <laughs> we got two thuggish, ruggish bones sitting up here. Yeah, y'all were y'all were duking it out. I was like, okay. Like, I was already hooked at the first scene. I was like, okay, I got to see where this is going. Right. When she saw I was a cop, she was like, mm, deuces. Yeah, I was at first I couldn't figure out what happened. I was like, no, wait, she was gonna get her whole box of lessons. Why she just what kind of thing? And then I thought about it, I was like, oh yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. That makes mm-hmm. sense. I guess people get a little skittish, you know, they like right, nah, exactly. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know what it is. Yeah, listen, I don't know. I may be Jay a little too much of a jaywalker for you. I can't call it. I know cops ain't on our side. I got I got the that's my exit. That's my exit. But see, I love that though. There was just like so many moments. Like I don't want to ruin too many of them for him because it'll <laughs> it'll definitely get you and shock you. But it was just so many moments where it gives you such a different side, 
You know, yeah. and so much and so much now it's just it's making you feel like, you know, you don't have a voice. You know, what is gonna, you know, continue to happen when it comes to law enforcement and people of mm-hmm. color, you know, having a mm-hmm. brand. And so this just gives you like so many avenues where you just stop and think a little bit. You're like, okay, there's somebody there's, out there yeah. fighting. You know, there is more there is more than one narrative of them against us. And and sometimes mm-hmm. it's them against them. Like in the beginning of the yeah. film, you see that it's me against the all white, all male precinct and how I have to toe the line a little bit, but then anybody, like the thing that to me stands out and what, when I was thinking like, what do I want people to like, take away from this film? Like what, what, what could I, in my wildest dream, can people take away? Is that there really is a straight up hero in every single person. If you activate that hero, you can get real, you can really make a difference. But if you, if that hero in you stays dormant and you just do same old, same old, and you just, you know, get in a, in a rhythm and you suppress that hero, then change won't happen. And what right. I felt was that this is a story of someone that's like, wait a minute, regardless of whatever's against me or whoever's against me or how crazy the odds, I'm going to let that inner justice I'm going to let that like that that roar inside of me have its full moment opposed to like just putting mm-hmm. your foot in the water. Like, you know, we're like, oh, I donated like I donated and I and I like fed the homeless like, yeah, buddy. But there's a, a real savage inside of you if you will allow that savage out of the, the cave, out the box. Right. You're right. And there's an impact in being able, like I always say, that's what I love about movie and, and TVs. There's an impact in being able to see that, you know, because mm-hmm. people start asking questions and they want to know more stories, you know, about these black woman police officers. I'm forgetting her name right now, but in the news, they were, they were talking about um, a black woman that stopped a police officer from kneeling on somebody's neck. And she's just wow. now getting, like, I believe she was fired and she's just now getting, Back in, you yeah. know, her props for doing something like that. Yeah. They ruined her whole career. That lady, right? Yeah. Like and it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just like, I forgive me for not forget, remember her name, but th- just like being able to see your story kind of remind me of that. And, you know, we had blue, um, not uh, blue bloods, black and blue earlier in yep. the year. That mm-hmm. was another side of a story, you know, like I'm mm-hmm. just loving how all these black actresses are getting, are being able to bring these stories to the camera, to the light mm-hmm. so people can see another side. And we need to see more black women in law enforcement because yeah. they're black yeah. men a little you know, but people usually, what this is what I learned living next door to a precinct, most people in that neighborhood, they're not police officers in that neighborhood. So they don't care about the community because they go back to their own community and they want their own community right. to be safe. But when they come to these neighborhoods, they're, they're seeing everything as a threat opposed to a life in a, in a social environment and in a community. They see everything as a possible danger. But if they just go 20 minutes to their neighborhood, they see a living environment. They see an ecosystem of life opposed to danger, 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 danger. So it's important that more people who look like us go right. into law enforcement because I don't know if you saw this, but um, the, the CIA or the FBI released a report and this was a, around uh, Travis um, Martin, right? Uh, oh, Lord, am I saying mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Around his time, that more um, white supremacists and white supremacy groups were infiltrating law enforcement. That, that that was their system. That was their plan. That was their strategy. That if you are a white supremacist, the best thing you to do for you to do for the cause is to get involved in law enforcement. And they saw a 900% increase 
and white terroristic groups going into law enforcement and leading and being leaders in law enforcement mm. because that, that wow. was their strategy yeah. and it was effective. Right. As you can see. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now let me ask you too about this while we're going into different aspects of what this brings out. What was the, what would you say was the most challenging scene for you? The most challenging scene for me. This is going to sound silly, but the most challenging scene for me was when I had to interact with all the white male cops and they're like kikiing and oh, having their boys gay. Yeah, I just yeah. felt, I know that feeling. Um, here mm. I am starring in a film and there's nobody. We shot it upstate New York. We shot it in an actual pr- uh, precinct and the precinct is all white males in the precinct. So when we got to the to set, I wanted to talk to the art department. I was like, wow, you really staged this precinct well because it says Blue Lives Matter, Trump, Trump. And they were like, no, we didn't stage it. We didn't do a single thing. I said, wait, hold on, oh, wait, hold, gosh. pause, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. You're telling me we're walking into a precinct as is that has not been staged. Wow. And it's all of this propaganda. And they were like, yep. So already in there being no other people of color or women of color on, on set, no one that I can just have a coffee with um, when Imani wasn't there. So it helped me because I felt like I didn't belong when I had to come and bring those um, concerns to them because they were looking at me like, here comes the emotional black girl being dramatic. And they were, you know, um, undermining my instincts. Um, So that was the most uncomfortable because I truly felt uncomfortable, but it works. I felt uncomfortable in a good way. Yeah, because you can you can definitely tell um, your character is moving through that. You know what I mean? Like you said, being able to have that in real life and kind of transition that where you didn't let that stop you as an actress and you kind of transformed it on the screen so we can yep, see. Yeah, I used hey, it. These I positions it. are not right, right. So we can see that. Hey, it's uncomfortable, but there's somebody doing it, and we need more people doing that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel good, but, but you yeah, wasn't yeah, you guys got to check blend this out. In. Yeah. Come on, yeah, y'all. exactly. You guys got to check Amazon out Killer Mothers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're gonna be yeah, very delightfully surprised. Yes, you will. Yeah, because people, I feel like people just see the title and they don't know what they get. Listen, you need to go get us a try. Click on it. Go through it. If you, I'm telling you, not if, not only not if it's more than just being a horror and thriller fan. Like if you're in action, you'll love it too. Because that's what got me hooked into it. Yes, definitely go check it out. There's a storyline to it. It's an escape, but it also gives you the facts. Mm-hmm. It breaks things down for you. Let you see and things in a different right world. So yeah, definitely it's go right check on it. Time. Right on time. Yes, right on time. Yasha, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure to talk to you. Oh, I gotta ask you. I know everybody's getting back to work. Can you tease anything for us? I know you gotta keep some things hush hush. Can you tease anything that's coming up next well, for you? I'm I'll be um in uh stars is doing a series called run the world from the people who did living single and I'll be in that mm-hmm. that's coming out in a couple weeks I'll also be in Clifford the big red dog oh, that's coming nice. out with Paramount a live action oh my really gosh that is the cutest I know I know right <laughs> Could you, I know, that's like, Clifford the big red dog has a bunch of celebrities in it it was a it's a huge uh huge budgeted um Paramount film. Yeah, that's so cute. So cute. I'm also in a uh, rom-com with Lucy Howe from Pretty Little Liars that's coming out later this year. Yeah. Oh, man. I can't wait to see y'all cut up. That sounds like it's going to be fun. Oh, my gosh, child. And I get to cut up. I get (laughs) to be Just look at her work. It just sounds like it's going to be fun for y'all. It's going to be a blast. We had a, and we had, and we, and and we gained, I gained a friend in her. And I'm like, girl, you crazy famous. Like, you crazy famous. 
Listen, we don't think you crazy. I think you are so beautiful and talented, and I am so excited for you. I cannot wait to see what's... And I hope you come back. I hope you will come back. Oh, I want to know all the stuff was coming up Period. next. Please come back Period. and share us. Please come back Show and share us. My joy and my pleasure. Uh, and we'll have some tea. You'll have some tea. I'll have some tea. Oh, yeah. we'll, have, we'll talk tea. Yes. Oh, yes. I'm going to have everything ready because I want to hear all the stories with the next projects, everything. <laughs> thank Amazing. you so much, thank Joshua. Thank you so much. And thank you guys for listening. Everybody stay safe, wear your mask, keep social distance, mm-hmm. and I will talk to you guys later. Yep. Mm-hmm. The Black Girl Nerds podcast is produced by Jamie Broadnax. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. You can find various episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audioboom, Google Play Music, and Spotify.